RJ, uh, thank you for doing this. Um, it was kind of a last minute decision, so I, I do appreciate you. For hey man, I'm sitting on my couch, it's fine. I know, that's, what, that's the best part about it. Yeah, I'm good. Um, if anybody says, huh, what do I need to start a podcast? You don't you even a, need to wear pants. Do you have a friend and a couch? There you go. Um, got my blanket on. I got this Miller High Life going. This champagne of beers that tastes real beer ish. Like, like no champagne at all. I'm good. Straight. Since this is new, this is like the third one. So if I haven't explained it to you, we're just jamming. So, um, the, what I usually ask Kate is, how are you doing? Have you learned anything this week? Anything that moved you or changed you? Nah. Okay. Nah. I mean, nah. Small defeats. What was the small defeat that you had? Small defeat that I had. Editing a video for a hour and 45 minute mm-hmm. video podcast. And, you know, it's like, you know what I don't need to be doing? Making sure that each person matches up when they're speaking. You know, I'll just do the seven second edit. You know this rule? No, what's that? So in TV, as a matter of keeping your eyes engaged because it's a visual medium, right. the three camera angle usually rotates every seven seconds, right? Okay. No matter who's talking or not, usually it goes to the person that's talking. And you usually have someone behind the camera who is able to keep track of that and hit switches and whatnot. But as you are recording said episode and you don't have somebody behind the switches, when you go back into the editing, you should probably match that up is what they say. Like, right. so when you're talking, you should probably have a camera on you. When I'm talking, I should probably have a camera on me. But you know what I don't have time to do? Find all the, the seven second edits to, to make make this work. And I simply don't care enough. This This is one of the reasons why it's so hard because I think the seven second edit is, is a more modern idea than all of film and cinema because if you ever this is my biggest issue of watching older film is that it's very slow and it's not so much slow in that it's written in a it's like the pace of its writing is poor it's that since it was shot on camera or film celluloid that they had to use what they had because they had a budget with us because we do filmmaking and whatnot, that we have digital cameras. So if we have a bad take, whatever, we'll just, we'll fix it in post. We'll do it a thousand times. And that leads to you having, for the most part, perfect seven second cuts. Well, it doesn't come without a little bit of effort. I, I, I see. Is there, so do you just go ahead and say, I'm just not bothered with it. It's just going to be. I'm new to your podcast. Can I cuss on your podcast? You absolutely can. I say, fuck it. Okay. And I keep it moving because I make one of these motherfuckers every day, two, three times a day. Mm-hmm. But this was the longest one that I had ever done. And I looked up and it was 1.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I got started doing this at 11 o'clock. And I said, to hell with this. It was a small defeat. But you know what? I got to sleep till 10. Mm-hmm. And I never did sleep till 10. I'm glad. 10 in the morning? Yeah, 10, 10, 10 in the morning. Okay, 10, I mean, 10 in the morning. Just, just, I mean, hey, I got this upside down schedule. Nothing ever really makes sense. The, uh, this is a very large phallic symbol in my hand. That's, I feel like that's what microphones are. I they, haven't they held a, I haven't absolutely held a microphone in like three years. Uh, how's it feel? Well, 
always says phallic, so I mean, like, I guess it's, I mean, a joke not too long ago about it, you know, this being about flaking the masses, but does it, does it feel more real now? I, well, I kind of want to take the, the, you know, the XLR cable and, like, swing it around in a circle above my head. Oh, you want to do, oh, okay. I mean, I thought you were going to say, I'm going to do some stand-up stuff with, you know, walk across, left to right. See, that walk is, to, walk to your, that is what you want. Okay. You want that to happen. I do. And it, it still may happen. But what I'm thinking about right now is, like, it'd be nice to be able to use my right-handed gesture. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of stuck. It is. I just like, like, this is what I talk about whenever we have microphones like this. Is that it puts you in a whole new mode. The... Captain. I, I mean, it, yes, it, it does. You know, so you know how to say, like, uh, think of it like Freestyle Friday on 106 in Park. Shout um, out to AG and Free. Uh, right. Uh, or just Free. Oh, man! Yo! My head was on a swivel yesterday uh-huh. with this Orlando Brown news. Did you see this? No, what happened? So, like, Orlando Brown is, is wilding out, right? Okay. But in, in the world in which I live in, there there's only there's one Orlando Brown, and, and I'm black, so there's two so Orlando to, to Browns. Be, to be clear, Orlando, we're talking about Orlando Brown, the... I'm going to get to that. Okay. I'm going to get to that. So, like, I had a tweet that was like, I am stuck in this vicious Orlando Brown news cycle with my head on a swivel, and I'm the only person in this Venn diagram. Uh To which the responses were, what happened to Orlando Brown? And I was like, nothing. And it was like, I don't get it. And I was like, see, you're not in this Venn diagram. So the Orlando Brown and most of those folks that I was talking about, because the Pro Bowl was going on, is Orlando Brown Jr., his nickname is Zeus, and he mm-hmm. plays tackle for the Baltimore Ravens. The Orlando Browns, for which the news was about, or I should say the hot news was about, because Orlando Brown Jr. is always going to be in the news as an all, not all pro, but pro bowl. He's, a, he's a big time football player. Right. He's going to be hired on training. But he also, in the dude that's yelling that Nick Cannon was out here filleting people, or him, as it were. Filleting, like. Like F E L L A T I N G. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I got all these like alerts for Orlando Brown news coming through my phone. And I'm like, yo, what Orlando Brown did what? And then I got to figure out that they're not talking about Zeus. They're talking about Orlando Brown. To which I'm like, this is a, this is a personal hell for me because I'm black and I, and I have these, you know, leanings that tend toward black news. But I also, do this thing in, in the football world. Right. So, like I said, I'm the only person stuck in this Venn diagram. So, AJ and Free is similar. Sorry. No, that's fair. Uh, so, talking about the Pro Bowl, um, I'm going to talk about Kobe. Or not so much Kobe, but I'm talking about me. Uh, so, you, Kobe, Pro Bowl, I'm here for it. Right. So, I'm at the radio station and... Uh, this is this is the thing that 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 has affected me a lot this week, and so Kobe Bryant died on Sunday, and I'm at the radio station, and uh, it happens during the Pro Bowl, or at least the the reports start flooding in about the first quarter of the Pro Bowl, and you know I'm stuck watching this game, and I'm stuck listening to this game, and I'm I'm stuck listening to uh, the 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 play by play of alerts happening as uh, ESPN and ABC get news of it. And uh, and then you texted me. You said, hey, did you see this thing? Are you okay? And I was like, I'm, 
I'm okay. And uh, he told me that this thing really has me sick. The thought of uh, Kobe going down, losing his daughter, uh, their family having a hard time. And at about that time, and I apologize to you, like I, I kind of just shut down for the, for the moment. Not because Kobe meant a whole lot to me. It's because I don't have a large amount of patience for um, patience. That's right. I don't do well with large amounts of group grief, and the and I already have a very unhealthy social media diet. There's a lot of people uh, that are hurt, that are wrong, that are dying on a lot of my social media feeds, and to have so many people wailing and gnashing their teeth, and I don't mean that, I'm not trying to be comical or anything, but it was more than I could handle. And it's just, and at that point, I had to go into uh, a place where I don't like to go, which is putting my phone down and turning off the internet, because now I'm kind of stuck with my own thoughts, but now the only thoughts that I have are, there are a lot of really sad people, and I don't know how to interact with them. Uh, and it made me feel very callous, because... Not callous, but every day that I see a thing on the internet, it makes it reminds me of uh, all of the other terrible things that I see on the internet. So I, so seeing this Kobe news and people having people talk about it made me think of Tamir Rice. It made me think of uh, the early parts of or earlier parts of Facebook before they had a lot of protections on there. So like cartel beheadings and the bus bombings and all these other really terrible things. And uh, those are the things, that, like, those are the images that flashed in mind. Actually, those are things that I think about every day. And so this Kobe news is just, it's, it was that one a million, because everybody I follow are all, like, Hollywood Angelino types. So I apologize whenever you send me this stuff that I didn't, I didn't give you a lot of, like, I didn't talk back, you know, I didn't really ask you if you were okay, because I, I didn't have a lot of headspace to, to deal with that type of stuff. Um, so this, and this Kobe Bryant stuff is, and it keeps going and it's going to be on for a while and I'm just going to seclude myself or you know, sequester myself away and try to consume the things that I like, but the things that I like, everybody's sad about stuff. So I don't know. What things are that, that you don't think you can talk about that you like? Well, it's not that I, I don't, that's, that's the thing because I don't have a, I don't have a really good relationship with. I don't talk to people on social media. I read stuff. So all the things that I... You know, I disagree. You had a, a nice back and forth with a dude that just wasn't going to take your, uh, well, shall we say, poster. Yeah, that guy. I'm saying you, you interacted. That's all I'm saying. No, you're right. You're right. Okay. Um, I'm saying it was good or bad. Yeah, I was saying moments like that are whenever you catch me uh, on... I've been up for 30 hours, right? And just delirious. I have, I like, I don't like the things that tell me you shouldn't do this. Go out the window, and I'll start talking to you about anything. Mm. Basically, I'm drunk. Mm. So, um, your when your inhibitions are low, and somebody says, um, "This is a Da Vinci," when it's actually a Da Huegas, uh, you know, sometimes you have to say, "No, it's not." And at the very least, I don't think that I got into it with him. He said a thing was a thing. And it wasn't, was it? It was under your posting. So I mean, you—I'm sure you got all those these notifications from me saying, "What? What is this? What's Ron doing?" First of all, I got notifications mostly turned off on stuff that I don't, you know, actively 
know about because I get too many notifications as it is. But I kind of saw this show up, right? Because I follow you and I am particularly interested in things that you say. Well, when I saw this, I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is done. And it was done from jump mm-hmm. because nothing is sacred. And my man doesn't live that life. He lives that, no, this offends me. I'm going to talk about it like, which is, which is cool, whatever. Do what you want. It's the internet. It's not democratic as much as people want to say. You know, it's, it's much more, uh, utopian in the worst sense, in the, in the, in the, in the malicious sense. But I was like, cool. Like I was just, you know, you saw me. I, I came in there late with the super necessary. You did. I, and I appreciate that. And actually, you know what? I like to think that if somebody did not know what was going on, that this was a wild non sequitur. It's somebody's having a fight at a pool party, and Ardu was like, hey, watch this cannonball. And I do appreciate that. I also do think it was super necessary. It actually, and this is where I think uh, Kate's expertise as a non-medical professional would fit in, because I have this co- these conversations uh, with my old professors about semiotics and what does what does a thing mean whenever you put it out there like <sighs> this dude says this is a he was wrong about da Vinci but he said this is the last supper it's sacrilege to do the thing that I did which was you made a post about LSU being a um, a phoenix burning down and we don't know it's going to resurrect yet uh, and I made the comment with a picture of Tufuegas' Uh, Last Supper, LSU's logos on Jesus. There's an NFL logo on the other dudes in there. Uh, it's rather funny if I do say so myself. I will pat myself on the back. But it's not The Last Supper. It's a painting. And I bring this up to you because you are like, I'm, I mean, thank you for rolling your eyes. I do appreciate I was just that. Say, I can't roll my eyes hard enough. No, but, but, I'm, but I'm saying like you are as, as, that's why I think that you, you being here is valuable because you are also an artist you write, you have written, you create both uh, narratives out of real life and fiction. What say you about a thing being a thing? Was that The Last Supper or was that a painting? Was that just somebody creating a narrative out of the paint that then I transformed with logos? It's the internet. It is. No, I mean, like what you're describing is the internet. I mean, yeah. It's what you think it should be or is. Okay. Like, I saw what you saw. I also saw what he saw. But I'm one going to side with you because if you're getting upset about this, that's 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 the fucking point. And if you're not getting upset about this, that is also the fucking point. Uh-huh. You know, keep fucking scrolling. That's the point. Scroll, dog. Just scroll. You don't have to talk about this. You don't have to argue about this. You don't even have to consider this. Why is this consuming you? You know, some people have their troll. I mean, I looked at, I, I clicked on this dude's profile. I, I did not. Dude. I did. Because I kept scrolling. I was in the barbershop. I was late for my cut. Yep. Okay. Like, I'm going to stop here for a second. Okay. I'm going to stop here. A lot of books in this room. Absolutely. All right. A lot of things to read on your phone. Mm-hmm. We might even say your phone has more information in it than the library of Alexandria times 80. 
There are so many other things you could have clicked on. There are so many other things you could have used to amuse you if you were looking to be amused, or to inform you if you were looking to be informed. Why did you seek out what you knew was behind door number two? That's an ongoing issue that I have. And that's why I stopped you, and I want to unpack that. Okay. Because hate reading stuff, no, dog. No, it's not, and it's... Um, I'm eventually going to get better at it, but it's it's absolutely a thing that has. Uh, that's how I consume a lot of my information. That is how I. That's how I. Um, I'm not making an excuse for it. I'm just like this is what this is what I do, and like if if ever I feel wildly unhappy, I know it's exactly because I jumped into an MRA Reddit thread <laughs> that, that I that I started to that I that I looked at these person's replies and it's like. This person's terrible. And not only is it terrible, I saw a thing that like hit my soft spot. And had I not clicked in this profile knowing that I was going to see something bad, but yet I did it anyway. So this, you remember when I used to like viciously go after you and other folks for not reading enough? Yeah. All right. So I, I backed off of that, right? If not, if anything, I, I kind of just like, yeah, whatever. If you read it, cool. If you didn't. Cool. No, you right. Yeah. Okay. Things changed for me, right? I had tumultuous change in my life. I'm still in, in the middle of tumultuous change in my life, right? But I bring that up to say, I don't go seeking out grief and depression and the meaning of life like I used to. I used to make fun of people who would not go and watch the marriage story like nine times mm -hmm. or read the marriage plot or what do you mean you only saw D Dallas Buyers Club once? What do you mean the Joker has you shook? What are you, soft? No, you have, you, you, no, this is where the art is. But when you suffer grief and you suffer depression and you have thoughts that lead you in the direction of real pain, you don't go looking for that stuff anymore. You're like, you know what? Cool, let me check out the Mindy Project. I'm going to watch some Steven Universe. I'm going to go read this Nancy Drew once again. You know, I'm going to go watch a movie that I know is going to make me happy. Like, the same people that want to shame the Marvel Universe are the same people who, you know, you probably didn't lose much. So so you, you developed a, a wellness plan for yourself, like a self-care wellness plan. I did. That you, I, I had help. Well, I mean, uh, I, I, hopefully that none of us ever go through life alone. So I'm I'm glad that you had help. Well, I mean, like I didn't just have like your help. I had professional help. I still pay for that professional yeah. help. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's okay. That's, right. Yeah, right. that's, okay. that's one right. thing. And I I guess I guess we should all do the most that we can for because we we the only people that we got. This this is the only thing that you have, which is the Kobe Bryant bit. Okay. That's that's where that is. Like I I cried off and on uncontrollably. And I wasn't necessarily looking for you like comfort me, so I'm I'm not nah. I just I started like I started to pay attention and go deep into the NBA because we were friends, right? Yeah. And it was really difficult for me to pick out any of these dudes that I actually liked, like as people. Yeah. But I think you would agree with me. Kobe is the person for which I am most akin. In demeanor, in ferocity, in the way that we go about accomplishing a task. I think that is, I think that's pretty true. If 
if anything has shown me over the past couple of years is that if there's a part of your game that you uh, isn't developed, you'll develop. I think that you were even more like this a few years ago when I was like, I didn't know how to golf, so then I became a scratch golfer. Um, I now know how to, I'm now an NRA instructor. Uh, I can shoot a bow. Basically continuing, I'd say, uh, like this, pick, continuing to pick up Eagle Scout badges as an adult. And I think that's a tremendous way to go through life. And I'd say that as uh, a player, as a persona, Kobe Bryant was exactly that. So the idea that he dies at 41 also was just gut-wrenching because early in that morning, I read a piece by Adam Mizell who was talking about what he learned from Red Smith. He, whenever he doesn't know what to write about, he would go back and read Red Smith. Red Smith is uh, one of the greatest sports writers who ever lived, and I was taught to revere him 20 years after his death. He's still teaching us. But he wrote a book called Two Absent Friends about dead sports figures mm -hmm. right, at the time. And Mizell was going through his own life and his own sports figures. He's like, now my dude's still alive. Al Kaline, Kari Stremski, Bob Cousy, uh, Bill, uh, Bill Lambier, Bill Russell. Like, he just kept going down the list. And his takeaway was that we live in the golden age of age, and then one of my heroes dies like three hours later. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, shit sucks. Like, no, this is it's, awful. It's, it's, it's really, it's really bad. And I mean, cause I, I don't think that there's, there's absolutely those people, cause I mean, uh, people would say, uh, Juice World, man, uh, like this happened to me. Right. And yeah. that was like a month ago. Yeah. David Stern was a month ago. Yep. And there's all these people that that meant a lot. I I don't think there's been anybody that is between the ages of 30, 30 and forty five of which Kobe and if you're you know a sports fan, and especially if you're on the West Coast because that's where most of the people are, that there's a single figure that uh, sports figure or entertainment figure that meant as much to a particular type of dude. Twenty he had a twenty year career and was famous the entire stretch and he had only just now stopped playing basketball and it wasn't as if he wasn't on ESPN every other week talking about um, more basketball this is not Jalen Rose not necessarily so it's also wild interesting because I was asked by non-sports people what is this like and I said Prince died you know, Robin Williams died Stan Lee died you, those pockets of pop culture. Well, yeah, but but it, but with this, I think a lot of people felt that their their childhood, that their developing years, had also died because he was taken away very soon, and he still looked like the dude that you recognized him to be. It wasn't necessarily like I'm not. It's not as it's not that it's a more sad. It's a different type of sad because this is a person that is essentially you. It is your, your proxy. It's your avatar. And he's gone. And uh, that's a thing that I couldn't, I just, I have a hard, I, I just didn't want to grapple with because there's so many people that that was them. It was them. Yeah. Stanley, Stanley died at 100, essentially. Prince was playing his own records uh, as, as a, um, basically, a, Prince was the best Prince cover band there, that ever existed at the time that he died. A lot of music artists are. Kobe had just finished playing, like just finished playing basketball. We could go, we could go play NBA 2K15 right now, 
and you could put up 20, 20, and 20 with Kobe if you really, if you really tried. I think I just, it's a different level, especially if you're the age we are. All right. I'm going to fight that. So, I mean, it's just a, I do like the Stanley comparison, but damn it, Stanley was an old man. Stanley got to live that life. And his passing wasn't as tragic. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, we're also playing back, uh, watching basketball. Oh, and if you have, uh, run that back. have a chance to show the replay, I guess that is this absolute a good mix. It's talking about Kobe while also watching basketball, so that's a a great way to have well this conversation. Because basketball is still that sport for which many of us will watch. Be like, I can't do that. Like just parts of the game, you you just watch parts of the game. Be like, no, I I would love to be able to do that, but I can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and talking about Kobe, there's a generation of us that we took two steps back, fade away, and we yelled his name. That's another. Right. We don't, um, somebody was talking about to me about uh, when it comes to moving objects, right? So, popular turn of phrase, like, I yeet something, right? Yeet is for distance. Kobe is for accuracy. You get every, every there's, there's not a office assistant or um, dude sweeping up hair at a barbershop that hasn't thrown a paper, uh, ball into a basket and yelled his name. Boban still does it, and that's one of my favorite things. Boban is out here. Like, when Kobe was still with us, Boban is out here jacking threes. Boban Bogdanovich? Yes. Yeah. Talking about Kobe, yeah. like, during the middle of the during, games. During, a, during the middle of the game. Freaking run our test did the same thing. Kobe for three. That is so. As we as we talk about moving through grief, uh, that is a, a thing that I like. Last year for me was like really rough because a lot of people that uh, that I cared about died. Um, and somebody told me it's like, hey, don't be don't be sad about it. Um, do what we're doing right now and think of all the times that you had, the good times that you had with somebody. I say don't be sad about it. It's America. Do what you want to do. But I'm saying, remember the times that you had with somebody well. You can do both. It's fine. Yeah. I'm not trying to tell you don't be sad about it. I, I apologize for that. No, I'm just, I'm just saying like, you know, like it, sometimes it feels like an edict. And like, I've come to find out I'm really good at dealing with people when they are depressed and angry like and by dealing i mean just kind of sitting with them and knowing what to do because i'm there a lot and i know what that looks like i'm, I'm glad that you have developed that skill yeah well right because I, I surely didn't have it <laughs> surely did not have it mm-hmm. but no it's like i would tell people all the time it's fine man sit here cry yell scream be here as long as you need to be here you know, because the alternative is not being here. And and if you are caring for someone with that in mind, the alternative is not being here. They're like, nah, cool, stay here. It's fine. And they'll find their way. It might take them a little bit longer than you would like, certainly. It might take them longer than they would like, absolutely. But they'll find their way. Right, but I mean, that's what you would want for somebody else is that, yeah, it might take longer than you like, well... Good. This isn't this isn't the thing that you're working through. It's it's theirs. Let them have it. That's the long short I have. Your job is to sit there, man. Like that that's what it is. Your job is to sit there and to talk. You you did this with me. 
I was I was I was about to bring it up whenever um, there were times that you were going through some issues. Uh, I say issues. We're all going through issues a long time, but I but I but but I I made the effort that okay, I'm going to pick up this phone, and we'll talk about it. He'll talk about it. We'll go through it. We'll fold it over, and we'll and we'll not so much come to a, a solution, but that we'll, we will come to a place where we will pick this up next time, and that hopefully by the time we pick it up next time, it will have. Maybe not have gotten better, but it'll at least change into something more manageable. That that tomorrow I can take another step. I can breathe a little easier right now. I don't know how it felt for you on your end. Like all I know is that you're here now. Um, when at earlier times that I was like, I don't know what to. You know, I'm not perfect. I don't know what to do every for every moment that you have a anything that approaches a crisis. Not man. So like. You were really good at it. Um, you know what else is really good at it? Exactly. Mullins. That she is. Mullins really good at it. Like, Mullins talked me out of my bathtub. Like, quite honestly. No, she is a very good person. And just got a, a ridiculous amount of steely confidence. Mm-hmm. That I guess she always had. Because you were like, nah, she... She works with children in public schools. She understands. <laughs> is there anybody that is a teacher and 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 wakes up saying, "I'm gonna I'm teach these kids. This is a thing that I want to do. I'm gonna do it." Yeah, they got some. They, they got some in them because I know a lot of teachers. Some teachers are very close, and they can't wait to stop being teachers. Yeah, man. I I'm 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 not built for that. No, I'm not built for that at all. Barely built for what I'm doing right now. I'm also <laughs> I'm also barely. I th- I thank you for uh, sticking with me because there's a lot of people that are because uh, anyway, people people say this all the time it's like you know we're none of us know what we're doing we're just all here wandering through the universe like and that's really how I felt whenever whenever shit goes sideways and uh, you know it feels good to know that I made a difference you know it's like a lot of people have a hard time dealing with uh, the results not being truly evident but it's like. Mullins did a good job because you're still here. And apparently I did a good enough job because you're still here. Um, you did a good job because I'm still here. So on and so forth. That's what it is, though. Like, they're not giving out report cards for this. You know, it's it's, it's pass-fail, y'all. It's pass-fail, okay? <laughs> like, that's what it is. You know, like, the, the, the lesson I learned from my mom, right? She's like, RJ. Who's the mayor of Hattiesburg? And at the time, his name was Ed Morgan. Mm-hmm. Like, Ed Morgan. RJ, Ed Morgan was a C student in high school. We didn't pay that dude no mind. I said, how that dude get to be mayor? He stayed here, and he just kept working. His first job in City Hall was as a janitor. That dude just stayed here and kept showing up to work. And the rest of us thought that we were going to go do something. And we end up back here. And we look up and we're like, wait a second. That dude's calling the shots? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that dude's calling the shots. Why? Because he's still here. Because apparently he's good at his job. He shows up on time. And damn it, people like him. You only need two out of three. Yep. So you'll, go, you'll definitely go far with perfect world. You have all three. 
But that, that, but if you do too, that person's Barack Obama. Like, that, no, that person's Michelle Obama. Okay, there you go. Oh, okay, we're doing that. No, I mean, come on, man. We'll, we'll My man was the first black editor to Harvard Law Review. Come on, now. first first off, Barack Obama is. Uh, a truly special individual. Plus, my man wooed Michelle Obama. I fine. You got me there. And I just like you know um, she didn't woo herself out. She didn't woo herself. You know she does though. Like you know every time she walks by, I'm I don't think like, she does. Mm. So becoming is over there on that show. Okay. Right, and I read it. Michelle Obama swear. So what did I tell you? What did I tell straight you? swear? What did I tell you ten years ago? I said these two are the corniest people that you. Have. She's not though. She is. Okay. Yes. Fine. That dude, like you said yesterday, you know, you're not funny, she's not funny, he's not funny. That dude's funny. Mm-hmm. He's funny. She's corny. She can't help it. Plus, she doesn't want to help it. She wants to be the smartest person in the room. Always has been wanting to be the smartest person in the room. Raised to be the smartest person in the room. And not like arrogant about it, she just is. That dude, smart, funny, and handsome. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's all right. It's fine. I know. I've seen pictures of him with a cigarette. Dude looks the part. You said a cigarette? No. And you know what? Still looks the part. So, those Key and Peele sketches mm-hmm. are still my favorite. Like, with, with the uh, angry I mean, that's good. Translator. That, that, that's good. No. It's just, just George Peele as a young Barack. Don't short bury up. I'm not. I don't. I don't think that I've I've seen these. Yes. Oh man. Uh, or I don't remember them. It's real good. Okay. I will. My man. My man is like stuck in the seventies, and it's like, uh, let me hit. Uh, just let me hit it. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> don't short Barry O. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's awesome. It's like short Peel's having a great time, and I'm like, yo, this is Baroxies. I hope Baroxies these because these are awesome. These are great. And then, of course, you know, Luther, the anger translator right. at the White House Correspondents' Dinner is an all-timer. Because, like, Barack is able to keep a straight face for this whole deal, and I would not have been able to do it. Because Michael Keaton Key would have broke me. Hold on to your lily white butts. He's crazy. <laughs> Talk about being funny. You gotta be real funny to be to do that at the at the White House in front of the president. And they practiced it. Mm-hmm. They, and and Barack was coming unglued. Like it was really good material. Mm-hmm. It's really good stuff. I'm so glad that it happened. It'll never happen again. It may never happen again. But you know, if it never happens again, that's that's fine because we you know, Earth has forty good years left in it. Um, and by that time. Oh, no, man. California's on fire. Australia's on fire. Oh, yeah. No, like, I'm sure somebody will say, no, it'll be, it'll be over in 200. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. No. No. Mm-mm. I feel there's a... Well, what are we, 40 in, like, seven years? Eight years? 40 years will be 75. No, 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 no. You oh. and me turn 40. Oh, six years. Uh, I'll, six and a half years for me. Okay. So, oh, seven, seven and a half for me. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be gone by then. I mean, so, it's yeah, apocalypse, nuclear winter... Ocean's boiling, super virus. What you got? What we what got? You, like, we, we you're, got, you're the gambler. What we got? We got the Coronado virus going on right now. Yeah, got the 
Uh, Miller yeah. Coors virus. Yep. Francisco showed up. Yes. Uh, we got we got tide level rising. We got Miami going underwater. The the whole country of Australia is on fire. It is, for for scale, it's bigger than the United States. Yeah, they don't really put that together, do they? No. But the number of things that are bigger than the United States kind of mess up most Americans. Like cartography is not their strong suit. You know how bad I am at geography. I know that the globe does not help y'all. Mm-mm. Like y'all look at the globe, you're like, oh, okay, I'll tell you, it's quaint, cool, side of Texas. Then no, no, it's not. It's truly larger. Like, what do you mean larger? Like, like what? Like Texas and like half of New Mexico. And then you gotta leave. Then you gotta walk away. It's like, so what's the biggest continent in the world? Oh man, it gotta be China. First of all, China is, you know what, never mind. I mean, let them have, I mean, let, you just gotta let them have it. Yo, my favorite is like Jimmy Kimmel, when they go out to one, where's this thing on the map? And people, like, where's Nicaragua? And people point to somewhere in Africa. You know? Oh no. Yep, point. Yep. No, Nicaragua. <laughs> where, where, you, you're putting the wrong, you put the wrong emphasis on the wrong part of the word. Where, where's Belize? They point somewhere in India. Mm. You know? Somebody, like, one dude was like, so Russia is in Alaska. That first, wait, what? <laughs> and then they had a little child that came through and he's like, yep, this is here, this is there, this is this is over here, this is Istanbul, or what you know is Turkey. You know, it's like he was going on 12. I was like, yes, the future's bright. It could, oh, as we've just, uh, what, so you mean 15, 15 years from now, so when that person hits their stride at, at 30, it's going to be nice and bright? I want to say that kid's probably like 25 now. Okay. Oh, who's this? This is like Jimmy Kimmel years ago. Oh, okay. Then yes, the future is is very bright. This is a this is a thing that I tell a lot of my friends. Sun is a bright thing. Uh, yeah. One day it'll be it'll burn so bright that it will explode. So between now and then, uh-huh. I am wondering who's going to be the next person who is brave enough and just strong enough to be like, nah, cool. I I think I beat the sun in a fair fight. Because LSU fans right now are, like, at the top of the list. Well, I was going to say, okay, so you have LSU fans. I was going to say, it's going to take a team. So I would, I'd would, i really love to see the, the collective people that say, yeah, we, we're going to go ahead and punch the sun. Uh, human beings suck. Yes. Collectively. No, I feel like that's the, what this entire podcast is, is, is that we're either um, terrible on a personal level or we're terrible on a mass level. So, yes, absolutely. So... When you say that people suck, so much so that we'll never be able to defeat the sun, or it's pretty much, are you? Is this one of those? You know, there's going to be a, a very rich Elon Musk type who's going to build some armor, and take a running, take a running jump at it. Did you just try to make a Iron Man reference? Everything's an Iron Man reference. If you have no enough money, uh, no, it's not. Because you know, when was Iron Man last a woman? There's a there's a there's a Marvel universe where that that is Antonio Stark is probably someplace I don't know, but I think the metaphor still works unless you can't compare men and women unless you have a penis that, that if you have a penis it works if you don't have a penis it doesn't work yeah dog it's 2020 it's not how things work anymore so I'm gonna need you to go ahead and get a, get into the present is this a gender neutral podcast it is a gender exuberant podcast is, 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 is it my my mother would walk in here and be like. <laughs> 
Is it an it podcast? Whatever you see the names under my pro my pronouns under my profile. So yeah, I'm I'm here for. I'm just trying to make sure that Jarvis has a place in this universe. Yeah, why wouldn't Jarvis have a place in this universe? Because just Jarvis is not signed to any specific gender, binary, or not, or otherwise. Okay, then if I haven't made it like, super explicit, um, no, I'm just trying to complicate the issue. What I'm telling uh, you can be first off. Arden, you're a complicated individual. You got a history. You, you've done things, and, and we live a life. I hate that, too. Stop. Um, to make it very explicit for this podcast is that uh, we love he, she's, envies, and everything uh, on every axis. So, like, I'm, I'm, here, I'm here for every part, kind of expression that people have for themselves, as long as it doesn't hurt others. That's a nice philosophy. I, <laughs> I feel like it's, it should be. The only philosophy, especially when it comes to not hurting people. Then you're asking for human beings to cease existing. Well, yeah, well, I, we're going to circle back to humans kind of suck a little bit. I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I don't think I have a perfect philosophy. I just have this one. If it comes to, like... It, it, it doesn't help you that evil people can say the same thing verbatim. I know. I, I'm not a perfect person. I don't have the perfect philosophy. I just have this one. Yo. <laughs> Layer that over anything and everything in belief. Oh, I, I first off, I realized that I've, I've kind of Thanosed myself a little okay. bit. Yeah, no, I'm okay. I'm not. I'm, uh, this is this is not an unexamined life. About to say, Rod, about to start talking about the resources of finite. This universe. So the resources are finite, and we're eventually going to hit peak oil, where the drills won't go down far enough. Um, and where will be? Where will we be then? Well, apparently you'll have the gauntlet on your left hand, and that'll be that. Okay, but at the very least, what if um, I think where <laughs> where Thanos didn't go dark enough is that he didn't snap everything out of existence. He thought that he should be able to choose. Who lived and stayed? Uh, it made me think of the uh, potential uh, after the credits roll of Watchmen. So we watched Watchmen, right? Did spoilers for Watchmen? I'm because I have to talk about it with you for a second. So did Cal put himself into that egg? And when it, and when Angela ate that egg, did she then become Doctor Manhattan? Do you believe that she did? No, because I watched the show. Right. He's very explicit. Go on. I could pass by powers. Yes. That's not passing him. Right. Okay. With the, the powers that Dr. Manhattan has to another, did he do that? All points would... Yeah. Yeah. That's where it points. I would say that that's the, the single worst decision that anybody has ever you done. You need to see me in the water. No, it's, I, no I don't... How it ended is perfect, so that people can ask the question: Did it? Did it happen? What do you mean, ask the question? Ask the question: Did does Angela no, no, have no, the no, power? No, 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 I know what you mean by okay. ask the question. What yes. I'm saying is like, there's no, no, there's, you don't need to ask the question. The answer is in front of you. Hmm. If that's the question that you're ask, asking, okay, the, uh, no, that, you, that, you that's, are, that's not that's not really the question I'm asking. What, what I'm just going to shortcut to the idea that. That if ooh, uh, my neighbors are cool, they are very cool. 
I've lived in some neighborhoods where you had to play the game. This is a car backfire. This fireworks. This gunshots. And the four moments. Lock nine millimeters. Yeah. So like, uh, there was there's a pop pop that went outside, and then a lot of people started making noise. And in, you know, looking at the soundscape, you know, I'm thinking, oh, this is. They went ah, and they didn't go ah. It went ah. Oh, all right, cool fireworks. Cool. I don't need to duck. And this is where these pot, these microphones come in handy because we have to do this from the floor of your house. We could do that. Anyway. Mike stands bent toward the floor. You know that. Yeah, but these are, I mean, they're in your hand. As that's, I that's, said. So as I, as I create my own brand of microphones that are handheld, that's going to be my tagline. Ron, Ron's microphones. It's in your hand. Yo, man. When I said I have held a microphone in my hand for the better part of two years, I'd probably need to add, I've been working in front of a microphone for the better part of two years. Absolutely. Right. So there, I, I am not about this. So Ron's going to sell a lot of microphones. He's just not going to sell any to me. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You're going to be out there in the world, uh, doing your, uh, media, like in your media career. And someone's going to be like, hold this mic. It's, it's Ron's. Not and then you'll be like, no. And then they're going to say, but it fits in your hand. And you'll be like, I cannot, and, you know, I don't know. You're probably going to. I gotta hold this rock up to this microphone. You know, pick them up and then Kobe them into a trash can someplace. I can't wait for that day to happen. The, so the point that I was trying to get to is that if Cal had given Angela these powers, it, it was, it's the worst decision that anybody could make. Uh, a lot of people inside the show said, I don't know. Doc, Dr. Manhattan didn't do nearly enough with his powers. And yeah, if you are, the people that suffered uh, a life without power, absolutely. But this person had entirely too much power that could never be controlled by any one person. Even the person that had it used it to subjugate a different country. I don't think that anybody should have the power. Shouldn't be Angela. Now, if you say that everything's on screen that he did give it to her, a bad thing's happened. And that's where you come to the idea of like, um, I'm not a perfect person. This is not a perfect philosophy. It's just a philosophy that I have. As long as it doesn't hurt people, I think you're good. You can't be king. No, I, I absolutely can't be king. That's but why you I, also don't think that anybody can be king. Maybe not. There you go. Okay, because I was about to fight you on that. I was about to say, no, they can be king. They just, you know, shouldn't be able to do anything. And that kind of defeats the purpose of having a king. Or that person suffers unduly anyway. See the Queen of England. Explain. I mean, all that woman has done is carry a load that was never supposed to be hers to carry and without any power whatsoever. Her, her uncle was supposed to be king. He abdicated because, well, he has no spine. Then she holds this crown for so long while, you know, the parliament does everything. So she is only ornamental. People don't like her for being ornamental. And yet they find some resolve in her actually being there. So she stays there to carry this. She's grooming the next generation of individuals to hold this thing. And what do they say to her? Nah, ma, you got it. We're going to move to Canada. Now she's stuck holding a bag with no power and this really, really, really heavy crowd. That sounds like that she has a problem with her family rather than the system itself. Ooh, okay, so let her put the crown down. See what happens. Right, let her put the crown down and see what happens. And that would be... Unsettling to an entire country? Yeah. 
but they'd move on. Would they? Because again, we get back to people need something to believe in. And if you are the personification of that belief, it is your responsibility. It is, but only as far as it is. If you decided to retire, if you decided to step down, if you decided to change, not so much the, the system, but how people believe in the system, people still have to wake up tomorrow and go to work. Then they're not immediately going to turn into, um, uh, it's not immediately going to be a riot. People will absolutely be sad. People actually will definitely mourn past. People will definitely be in grief about the, this fantasy Britain that we've created where there, there's no more throne. But they'd move on and they'd still still be fundamentally British. Nothing will have changed for them. They'll still be the people that they are. And it's not as if the people that you are today no. are the people that you were yesterday. No, no they won't. What do you? What would you see happen? No, because when you shake the faith of a person, you shake their belief system, and you shake who they are. And if they have no sense of orientation about their identity as it relates to being British, because there is no queen, and being British is being a part of a monarchy, then they are left trying to reinvent something on the fly, which is dangerous. It's the reason why you don't walk up to people and tell them Jesus didn't die for you, he's just a dude. No. You let people have their beliefs. And if you are, again, the personification of that belief, you've assumed that responsibility. Right. I mean, it, it's it. this is a very long way of saying heavy is the head that wears the crown. Not so much in that you have to decide whether or not to cut this child in half, but whether that you need to still be the figurehead that people... Is it that these people... Are you saying that... That this that are your parents still your parents if they disown you? Yes. Okay. Does that change how you view yourself if you're worth owning or disowning? Yes, it absolutely would. I, I'm I'm not. And it would have a long term effect on your psyche. It would. Yes. Same difference. Well, okay, but those would be the scars that you take with you into the future. Like you 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 don't stop being a person unless you Some, decide to stop being a person. Some people do. Some people go full gollum. I think people have it in them to be. I think people are very resilient. Not to say that they can't take hits. Yo, man. This ain't Liz Miz, alright? Okay? It's not. Mm. And people are fragile. People are resilient, but people are fragile. And people that haven't suffered, learning to suffer, is not a fun thing. And it's not a good thing for anybody. I don't want people to suffer. I think suffering is... I think any of us want anybody to suffer. I think suffering is bad. I think learning to suffer is beneficial. I think that people... Only if you live through it. Not everybody does. I can't disagree with that. Um, A a post that I I retweeted not too long ago is that pain is just pain entering the body. It doesn't make you stronger. It just is. I would love to live a painless existence, but having pain allows you to understand how to deal with pain. Hopefully you're hopefully you do something healthy with that knowledge. I'm not telling you that it makes people better. It's just a thing that they now know how to deal with and that they are able to still curate themselves in a, in a way that they want to be curated. Again, that's only beneficial if you're still here. If you're still here. And as I said, it's pass fail, you know? It's pass fail. Mhm. So you will deal with it 
because you choose to deal with it, not because it's a thing that you wanted or invited. And you know what? More people lose that battle every day. So I'm going to try to put as many things in front of them that continue to keep them upright in here rather than say, nah, it'll be cool. You, you, you move on. It's fine. Hey, Vanessa, you lost your husband and your second born child, but everything's going to be all right because you still got the other three. No. You know what's, what's fucked up is about there's absolutely somebody in her ear telling. Which is the wrong thing to say. The wrong thing to say. Whenever somebody tells me that it'll get better or that, hey, I was once there, I've never not once wanted to punch them in the face. Like the worst thing you can tell a young person with nothing is that you were once young and you had nothing. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think just as a rule, you should get kicked in the shin. <sighs> as a rule. That's a thing that I've had to get better at as I, as I talk to people because sometimes I feel like a repository for other people's secrets. And, you are a repository for other people's secrets. And, and there are, and some, and some, and there was a time you where are I, Heath Ledger picking up sins and eating them. There were times where I felt that I needed to uh, embrace that role, right? So I'm going to be, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be cheerful about trying to help people through, through stuff. There was a time where I wanted to get like a psychology degree. And uh, I flipped that and said, no, I'm just going to become advertising myself and stuff. Same difference, but I'm taking acceptable giving. We will bring angel love. But there was a, so there was a time where I used to tell people that it, it's okay, that it will get better, um, follow these things. Um, I understand. And I said that to uh, a person after they just told me a story about them um, uh, getting hit with an IED and having to put their friend in, into a body bag. And they looked at me and said, you don't know anything. And I was like, you're absolutely right. And it stuck with me like ever, ever since. But I don't have, you know, it's not as if I'm the five tool player who has all the answers. I, uh, I'm, I'm stuck trying to fight myself telling like, see, he's like, RJ, things will get better. Um, but you just gotta, you have to take it one day at a time. And, and like, and I realized, but if I'm not doing that, then I'm saying, yeah, man, that really sucks. Yeah, man, just when in your 20s, you're giving TED Talks because you, you're smarter than everybody else or you think you are. In your 30s, you're like, you know what I should have probably not been doing? Giving TED Talks. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Like, there are things that I would chase so hard even five years ago that I kind of look at now, I'm like, eh, not really that important. Not really that thing I wanted. Not really the thing that anybody should want, as far as I'm concerned. Like, yo, uh, you could go do X, Y, Z. Nah, I think I'm gonna do this. This is fine. This is good. I'm alright with this. I don't actually need to, to be smarter than everybody else in the room. I, I just need to be sound and secure in my own, not just self-worth, but self-discovery. Mm -hmm. Because self-discovery is when I was always at my best and when I was always at my most, well, Laurel calls it sagey. Mm -hmm. just, I'm just okay. You know? Uh, and nothing is too big, nothing is too small. Things are eaten a spoonful at a time. Things don't take care of themselves, that's a lie. No, they do not. You actually absolutely have to, I'm going to say you have to put an effort, but you have to do something. But as you continue to do something, Usually what happens is people want help. 
usually what happens. Not all the time. It's not mm-hmm. an absolute. But people do want to help you, especially as they continue to see you put one foot in front of the other. Because then they feel like, oh, okay, they don't absolutely depend on me to do this thing, but they will accept my help. Which is where a lot of people want to live. They don't want to be responsible for you, but they do want to help you. I think that's a normal feeling. I think that's an okay feeling. Sometimes you need a little bit more help than you want. Sometimes you don't want any help at all. It's okay. RJ, thank you for joining me today. Um, I hope when Kate gets done with her 18 hours of surgery, uh, she can join me next week. Not before she goes and gets that medical degree. Uh, I guess before I'm out of here, anything that you're looking forward to? Finishing a season of television, did you pick up a book? What you got? I am looking forward to brunch. Me too. I was thinking about that. Somebody asked me uh, today, right before I got here, hey, how was brunch on Sunday? And I looked at it and I said, we didn't have it. Yeah, we, we, we should make the effort to reconvene brunch on Sunday. Okay, that's that's the plan. That's the thing that I'm also looking forward to is, is meeting up with the people. More of the people that I that I like. Also, did on Mary. Doggone it. <laughs> <laughs> no, alright, so, like, I set up a meeting that I wanted to take place at Marin's during the week. Okay. I get over to Marin's, I find out the place doesn't open till three. And I was so mad. Oh, I'm heartbroken for you. I was so mad. And, you know, I, it was the only time that I had to go to Andalini's because mm-hmm. you know how much I like Andalini's. Mm-hmm. So it was bad. But more than that, right, I enjoy my people. And my people are, are my people. Especially now in my life, there's so many people that want to be associated that I'm like, one, is, I, is, this the be- is this the best time of your life when it comes to being able to select people who could be your friends? No, 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 no. Uh, the best part of my life is having people that will answer the phone. All right, then. That's, that's the best part of my life. That is small and joyous. No, it's enormous because it, they know who I am when I'm calling. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Uh, and that they still will do that. Or like Mullins, right? I wrote a thing about Kobe. She mm-hmm. read it to the class. Made my day. You know, or I had uh, another friend reach out to me today. Be like, you all right? Because you're like, you didn't, you didn't get back to me. That sort of thing. It, it matters, right? And like, I actually texted you yesterday because I was really worried about you. Because mm-hmm. nothing. We already spoke about Kobe, but like, I hadn't checked in. Yes. And it was one of these instances in which we probably should check in to make sure that everybody's okay. Go ahead. No, you, I mean, you basically just said the, the tagline of this podcast, and I'm sure I, I'd never told it to you, is that friends check in with each other. Ah. And that's what this is. Well, well, thanks for letting me uh, sub in for Kate. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm out.